Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network coming to you from, I think they still call it American Airlines Arena or they don't, whatever, where the heat play. Thank you for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Apple or Android. Also, you can find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app for free. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also find us on Onside Radio. You can find me every day there from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And that's more than just the Miami Heat. We also cover the Dolphins and all of the other teams in South Florida. Also, check out 5reasonsports.com. That's F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com. That is your no-paywall site in South Florida for sports content. Also, check out great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. And that includes prize picks. I actually see the billboards now on I-95, so this thing is really picking up. You can check them out at prizepicks.com. Use the code 5 if you're tired of losing in fantasy sports. Times are changing now. It's just you versus the numbers. You can do NFL, college football, bowl games, but, of course, the NBA. Basically, they will give you a number for a particular player. You go over or under. You combine it with other players either on the same team or on other teams, and then you win. I've had a lot of fun doing this. It's prizepicks.com. The code is 5. You can make your entries in less than 60 seconds so go check it out just throw down 20 25 as a deposit give it a shot i'm sure you'll have fun with it maybe you can make that 20 dollars go a long way so again it's prizepicks.com the code f-i-v-e for five and now today's episode one two three four five on the floor welcome to five on the floor a daily show on the miami heat and the nba featuring ethan skolnick with alex toledo and greg sylvander Part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here is today's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander with me. Alex Toledo is a few um, seats down from me. You may be able to hear him because he's on our post-game stream. Thank you for getting us to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. little applause for that, Greg. We've been trying to get there by the end of the year. We beat... December 31st. We got there on December 30th. So thanks to everybody who got us to 10,000. It's only up from there. And it's only up for the Miami Heat. And <laughs> you're the Heat culture guy, Greg. You lose by 47 last night. I was not here. I came tonight. The Heat won. So I know there's correlation there. But just generally, before we get into the specifics of how they pulled this thing off against the Milwaukee Bucks in the second night of a back-to-back, just the idea that they were able to bounce back from losing by 47 the night before. I'm grateful that this is the podcast that we're doing and not what we had to do last night. It was uh, a tough one. I actually said during that episode that one of the things that always tugged at my heart was how, how was I going to do podcasts when they really got stomped into the ground like they did and they responded. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it was a game that, um, that, that you wanted to see them compete and they definitely did that. There were moments where they looked like they were like the game could slip away quite frankly. And that it may be just a situation where you, there was going to be a level of a moral victory that you were going to have to take, which you know, that when, when I take that stance, 
Heat fans aren't always so happy with it, but uh, it turned into more than that. They obviously uh, stepped up in big ways. It was, it was a lot of individual efforts that I'm sure we're going to go through, but uh, it, it kind of just shows the resolve of this team. And it's just another example that uh, when punched in the mouth, this team tends to respond. Well, we wondered if it was still in there, right? Or maybe you didn't, but I think a lot of Heat fans were. I mean, my mentions completely flipped. Uh, in about the third quarter of this game as the Heat were going on their run. But, you know, one of the questions was, I, a lot of the mentions that were coming into me on Twitter were, you know, this team doesn't seem to care like they did last year. They're not playing as hard as they did last year. You know, and obviously not having Jimmy Butler skews it a little bit, but it did look like a lot of these guys were lost. And then all of a sudden in the second half, it all clicked. I'm going to go through some of the numbers but to me, it's the numbers on the other side. It's Milwaukee's numbers that stick out here. But for the Heat, 26 points in 26 minutes for Goran Dragic, who continues to look tremendous. Tyler Hero tonight, talk about a bounce back. 21, 15, and 4 is the box score. Bam Adebayo tonight, looking for the jumper, tried to posterize Giannis instead of passing to a shooter in the corner. 22, 8, and 10. And then the two wild cards, which they needed without Jimmy, Bradley, you can hear Alex in the background, Bradley and Olenek combining for 31 points, Kelly playing a big role there. But the, the numbers that I want to get to, Greg, are the, the numbers for the Bucks because to me, the, this really stands out. Look, Giannis got what he's going to get. He got 26, 13, and 10. Middleton was 3 of 15. Holiday was 4 of 15. DiVincenzo was 5 of 14. Brooke Lopez was 3 for 11. I mean, they totally shut down the Bucks' sort of complementary stars to Giannis tonight, and they did it with a mixed crew. He played Gabe Vincent fairly heavy minutes, which I don't think any of us saw coming. Benched none in the second half after none had that dunk in the first half. I mean, Vincent played 15 minutes in the game, was a plus he played 10. well. Precious played 12 minutes. Yeah, played well. I thought he played hard. I thought he was competitive. You know, I mean, he's always going to look for a shot. That's pretty clear now. He got off five threes in 15 minutes. That's what he's out there to do. But I thought he was competitive. But the other thing about this, too, Spolster went with these three-guard lineups for a lot of the game and got away with it. And different combinations, whether it was Hero, Bradley, and none at one point. Sometimes Dragic was mixed in there. Sometimes Vincent. He basically played five small guards in this game, often three at a time, it looked like he was just throwing stuff at the wall. And yet the second half, they outscored the Bucks 68 to 52. Yeah. So th this definitely, it, to me, this looks like a game where the coaching staff led by Spolstra definitely drilled home the point to these guys to take their matchups personally and to, and to really, um, it was going to be about individual, like win your individual matchup. And I say that because, you know, when you hold them to 39% shooting, uh, let's not lose the fact that the Heat still had 22 turnovers that resulted in 20 more field goal attempts for the Milwaukee Bucks than the Miami Heat. So if you really look at kind of the overall landscape of, uh, of the game, this was a game Miami could have have given away, quite frankly, but due to individual efforts from Bam Adebayo, as you mentioned, who I thought was particularly aggressive. He got to the free throw line 10 times, 8 out of 10 from the line. That's the way he's going to boost his scoring average in a way that's going to be in line with what you think about when you talk about max player all-stars. It's not going to be because he's going to uh, lead the team in field goal attempts and start to hit threes this season. It's going to be about getting to the line, 
Tyler Hero, obviously you alluded to all the things he did tonight. He was aggressive. He played well. The turnovers he had were in the flow of the game. I felt like they were aggressive turnovers rather than um, kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, stupid mistakes. And Avery Bradley, we're plugging him into the starting lineup. I don't see him leaving. I think that when Jimmy returns that maybe he gets plugged in for Iggy and we roll. I, I don't know how the hell Goran Dragic keeps doing this, but gosh, he's saving this team. Yeah, no doubt. And we're going to talk about the starting lineup, I think, in the second half of this and, and where they go when Jimmy comes back. And I've heard Jimmy could be back for the Dallas game. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And we are going to get into Bradley. But you mentioned the turnovers. And I think, you know, this is an issue for the Heat early in the season. That is, I'm just stunned they overcame it, to be honest. I mean, you're talking about 15 turnovers earlier in this game, 22 overall. I do think some of them were aggressive turnovers, but a lot of the turnovers early were honestly lazy turnovers or just turnovers of communication. And part of this is he's rolling these weird rotations You're with right. guys who haven't really played a lot together. So I think that does play into it. But when you combine that and the fact that the Heat got dominated in terms of what they did on the offensive glass compared to what Milwaukee did on the offensive glass, the Heat are giving up so many possessions a game that the only way they can beat a team like this is to do what they did to the Bucks defensively, which is limit the Bucks to 39% shooting because Milwaukee ended up with many more shot attempts again. And this is going to be a consistent issue until they clean up the turnovers. So again, so much good to take from this game. Okay. The resilience, Dragic's performance, Bam's aggressiveness, uh, what Bradley and Olenek in particular contributed to be those extra guys. And then hero with, with a big bounce back game. Now, look, one of the things was it was clear when Holiday was out there against Hero, Tyler couldn't move. <laughs> but as soon as he got DiVincenzo lined up against him or, or Connaughton or any of the others, okay, he went right at them, all right? And so it does seem like unless he's going against an elite defender, there's still confidence there. Against Drew, there was a lot of indecision. But then he got it going. And the rebounding and the other ways that he contributed today – I'm not saying the guy's James Harden, but one of the conver one of the things that's gotten lost in this conversation about Harden is everybody's made it hero for Harden. It wouldn't be hero for Harden. It would be hero and six other pieces for Harden. And, and so hero doesn't have to be Harden, but he has to be productive. Okay. He has to be productive and he has to be poised. And I don't know that the point hero experiment is ever really going to fully work this year. If they're expecting him to be a lead guy, but when you're blending him with Dragic, who he's comfortable playing with, um, and when he's playing off the ball a little bit more, it's still in him to be creative and find ways to score, but not just score tonight, but also the rebounding. Yeah. And Avery Bradley, I mean, I think that his, his, contribution alongside Tyler hero was, was really um, there was a couple moments where he kind of just bailed him out by being a release valve uh, as a, just a, as a, a target in the corners. We'll say um, he didn't even know always result in a field goal attempt, but I, I really felt like that was a better approach to the backcourt in particular. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what Spo does there. I was uh, uh also, I just I have to get this in here. I was happy that we didn't get a lot of Mo Harkless minutes. I feel like uh, Spolstra did right by the fan base if he was listening to them because we asked for less Mo Harkless and less Myers Leonard, and we, that's exactly what we got. Uh, Precious had probably his his worst game of the year, I'll say, but still active. So it's like another one of those things where even when he has a bad game, um, he still left his imprint. You know, in 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 spurts. So, so I feel like there was, as you say, a lot of positive things to come and I'm 
interested, really interested to see what happens if Jimmy is back in Dallas. Yeah, and we'll get into that. And, you know, you mentioned Harkless. He got out there for a few seconds. <laughs> that was basically it. Um, didn't play much more beyond that. And I don't want us to start picking on one guy here, whether it's Leonard or Harkless or none or whatever. There's been a lot of guys who've had trouble kind of finding their form in different ways, whether it was Bam, whether it was Hero. Um, I know that the fans want to see Akpala. I understand that. But I think tonight the starting lineup change that was made to put Bradley and Iguodala in there with Jimmy out is basically a comfort thing for Spolster. It was like, let's put out a couple of guys who we trust to at least create the spacing. And they did. Now, the problem was early that Iguodala had a three that he missed short in the corner, and Bradley had two threes that he missed in, in, from basically one from the corner and one sort of from the wing. And so they couldn't capitalize on it. But the spacing was better early, even though the turnovers were up. And I felt like at least they looked like they were getting into some kind of offense. And then when Dragic came in, everything changed for the better because that guy's playing at a level that I don't think he's ever played at in Miami, to be honest. I mean, I, he's looked as good through the first – and he didn't play very much in the blowout. But in the first four games of the season, he's looked as good as he's ever looked. But after the break, we're going to get into that um, word from Manscaped here. And then we're going to touch on what they do with the starting lineup. We'll get back to our episode here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know, Knicks are no good in the NBA. You're familiar with that? The Knicks are no good? Well, Knicks are no good when you're shaving certain parts of your body either. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. I never thought I would actually say that on a podcast and just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean, premium, the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Make sure you trim yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN at manscaped.com. And now this is where I end my career. Your balls will thank you. And now back to the episode. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Thanks for joining us here. Um, as we come back, I want to talk about the starting lineup and what Spolster did today and what you suggested which was that you think Iguodala is placeholding for Jimmy, but maybe the Avery Bradley thing becomes more permanent. If they do that though, Jimmy Butler is basically going to be playing the four. I mean, you could call Duncan the four, you could call Jimmy the four, but one of them is going to be playing a position that you wouldn't typically think that they would play. Are you concerned, especially because again, the heat have given up a bunch of offensive rebounds early in the season. That's been a problem. Some of the interior defense until today, which I thought was much, much better. They really closed down the paint today as well as they could against Giannis, but particularly against Middleton and some of the others. But would you be concerned about playing that small? Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think that it is the prudent approach to try to make it through the regular season with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler as your headlining biggest players on the floor um, to start games and to play the bulk of, you know, opening minutes of halves and then obviously back in crunch time as well. Um, so I, I but 
for right now, like if you're talking about in the next game, I may have a different answer. And I think that this is going to be a theme of this season, um, maybe in, in ways that uh, I, w- I won't say we haven't seen in the past, but they're, they're just going to be more, um, more assertive in that it is deliberate that Spolstra is going to be changing the starting lineup a lot based off matchups and stuff like that. I just get the feeling that this group has so many interchangeable parts and that positionless evolution of the roster that uh, Spolstra had been trying to get to. And for so long, there were certain pieces that just didn't fit that didn't allow him to play the way he wanted to play. Now that he's gotten there, that, that, they're kind of interchangeable. So I think that there's going to be room for uh, tinkering and stuff like that, but it does look like this team is a, as a four man short, we'll say uh, next to Bam Adebayo for now, but uh, so uh, small for a bit, but long-term it's not the answer to get through the whole season. All right. Give me the, the, before we close here, the single most encouraging thing for you from tonight. I would say Bam Adebayo coming back and almost having a triple double with Tim. And free throws has to be the single most encouraging. See, I'm going to go with Tyler. And I, I understand why you go with Bam. Um, but I think that there's more doubt with that, Tyler. That's true. I, I think that, you know, Tyler coming Tyler coming back this season after the bubble and kind of, you know, the way that he broke out, but he struggled a little bit in the finals, struggles a little earlier this year. Are the trade rumors starting to get to him? I mean, we saw Kendrick Nunn has basically been going in reverse with the exception of this dunk tonight for the past nine months. I said he basically released nine months of frustration with that dunk, and then he struggled again after it. You don't want Hero to be going backwards yeah. every night. Bam, I feel like it's not about a confidence thing with him in terms of whether or not he thinks he fits here or whether or not he, he's the max player. They've maxed him out, okay? So his future is secured. It's just a question of whether or not he adds things to his game that we believe he can add to his game. With Tyler, it's more than that, though. With Tyler, it's – is this going to be a, not a starting point guard, but is this going to be a starting guard yeah. for you going to the future? There's is this more a on the line player? There's more on the line. And to me, there were serious questions. Even though he this. played good against it, like he, even in that blowout, you know, he 23 yeah. and seven with one, you know, turnover. But sometimes you see that, right. Though. Sometimes it's a blow like that where, you know, a guy gets his rhythm a little bit. Yeah. When, when they're down 30. <laughs> When they're down 30, but I mean, look, Spolster played him through it, at least. I thought that was a smart thing to do. So I think it's hero. To me, the other biggest thing, though, is that you mentioned Spolster has a lot of interchangeable parts, and I'm not saying he's got to figure it out right away. This is essentially an extended preseason. But to be able to talk to his team now at 2-2 and after a split against the Bucs, after coming back from a 47-point defeat is a much different thing than if if they lost tonight by 8, okay? And they're one and three. He now can actually say to them, look, you guys are capable of doing this together. You can still recapture some of the magic from last year. You just did this without Jimmy. We can say whether Milwaukee was tired of being here for you know two days or whatever, whether they got complacent after winning by 47. But to come back and win this game and to do it with so many guys contributing, Kelly Olynyk playing a big role, Gabe Vincent giving you those kind of minutes. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll be a valuable guy for them going forward. Maybe if there's a trade, now you have a little bit more trust in Gabe Vincent, right? Because... I mean, it doesn't look like you're going to miss Kendrick Nunn the way that he's been playing lately, but from what you thought he might be able to provide, maybe Vincent could provide that and a little bit more as a long-range shooter. So I just think getting the win tonight for Spolster, when at times it looked like he's just literally throwing three-guard lineups at the wall and seeing what fits, I'm not saying he intended everything to play out the way it did tonight, 
But the fact that he was able to coach the hell out of this thing to get a win, and now he can go to his team and say, look, you guys are still capable. This is what we need to do to get better. I think as early season wins go, this is a really, really important one for him and for the team. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Well, that's the way to close. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the code F-I-V-E. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code 5RSN. Also, we want to thank Biscayne Bay Brewing for extending uh, their sponsorship deep into 2021. Make sure you check out all their beer. Ask for it um, wherever you go at any Publix. They have it at most Publixes now. Also ask for it at restaurants all over town. The Tropical Bay IPA is what's sponsoring uh, our, sponsoring our post-game shows. So make sure you check out Biscayne Bay Brew as well. What you hear in the background is Alex um, and all this. So we're going to try to smooth this out for future episodes, but uh, you can check out the YouTube feed as well. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.